of the agenda today, just to kind of inform everybody. Uh, Bike Friendly is in a final phase of beginning an ambassador program. This is not just for cyclists. This can be for anybody. I'm going to use our website and especially our app for this. Um, We do have a Bike Friendly app. Uh, I will make sure we have a link. Uh, there is a there is an article, I think about the third or fourth article on our blog page, which our bikefriendlyatl.org page is a blog site with like, I think it's about eight or nine of the past blogs on there. You can go into archives and find uh, older ones. But there is a, uh, one of the blogs on there is about the app. You can go there to get the link for the app. Uh, it's free. We do have some punch cards on there. I'm going to do another punch card that's going to say, basically, when you share something, if you share something on your Facebook um, and you want to get credit for it with this punch card, you can go into the app, uh, click on that punch card. It will send me a notification, and when I go and verify that you did share it, then I will punch your card. Every so often you share something like six or three or six times, I will send you a code for a free t-shirt. And that's it. Cost you no shipping, no nothing. Bike Friend Atlanta appreciates you being involved, engaged, uh, and we want to get more shirts on your back out there. Uh, I guess I could do something as far as maybe... uh, uh, so many shares, you get a cycling jersey or a kit or something like that. This ambassador program for cyclists, uh, it does spell that out. There's a lot of that in there. We will be rolling this out hopefully within the next couple of weeks. I will make sure there is an article on the uh, bikefriendlyatl.org website uh, and an application on there. You can fill it out online. Uh, email it straight to me and our board of directors uh, that is 85% or more from fallen friends, family members, or spouses uh, will either approve or disapprove. Um, I am not the sole governing body. And uh, that's, another, that's the last thing today that I had to talk about. I hope everybody had a great holiday season. Uh, it is a time of the year when I really, uh, my family supports me and holds me up a lot. Because I feel uh, somewhat tragic in that time of year because I know all the families that I have shown my love for through these tragic uh, crashes that have taken so many of our great people out of our society. I feel sorry. I feel heartfelt, deep sorrow for them because it's the hardest time of the year when their loved ones are not there. And to me, for our politicians to just, um, you know, throw a, a, a little lip service on it. Oh, we're going to put up some white paint or we're going to put up some. It helps people. It does. Putting up bike lanes and protected bike lanes, it helps. I, I, I won't deny it. But will it help the the driving problem that we have, epidemic driving problem that we have, disregard for laws that are on the books that people just, 
they feel that it's they're doing okay as long as they don't get caught. But when they get caught, they holler, they holler, holler wolf or bloody murder. Wrong. We've got to make penalties severe enough that when you get caught, it is three and four times the penalty because you haven't been caught 90% of the time. That's what I'm trying to get at. You know, it's like they say, for every drunk driver that's caught, they did that 80 or 90 times before they got caught. That's when the penalty should be more severe. We got people on the road now that drive drunk and get caught for the third time. That is absurd. It is just appalling that we allow people. We want people to drive so badly that we'll let them in fright. We'll let them, you know, put all these millions of people's lives at risk because we know if they hit somebody and they're drunk, they ain't going to die. They should, in my mind, but it don't work that way. Our penalties are so lax that we have so many innocent people dying and the drunks are living. Well, that's got to change. Somewhere, our politicians and the money that they make from these lobbyists has got to change. It has got to get shut down. Uh, whether you like who's in office now or the last you know, 20 years, that's all in the mix. I'd like to know how much lobbyists pay these politicians. Like I saw someone one day that said you should put a barcode on top of every one of the lobby, on top, every one of the congressmen, so that at least you could go buy them and scan them with a with your phone and know how much it costs to buy them. Because that's literally where it's at. We have got to stop this process somehow, some way. You know, whoever's in office now, if that's the person that's going to do it, it's going to be a lot of upheaval, a lot of it. Trust me, I grew up in a city that when I was born, the mayor was, was elected on the promise he was going to clean up the mob in the city. He lasted four hours. Four hours after he was elected, he left his office for the first time he was in office for four hours he left at like one in the morning, worked all night, and they shot him in the back of the head. So don't tell me what money will do. You know, I ain't going to go into all the politicians and all the people that show up or people wind up not being able to show up when it's their time to testify and all that. But that's what money does. Money is, it can be used for the great. All these nonprofits that think they're doing great and all they're doing is getting funding and throwing money at a problem, not solving problems. It's basically enabling the problem because you're throwing money on it. Money don't fix stupid. It don't fix problems. Character, ethics, that's what fixes problems. You know, uh, being smarter fixes problems. It helps you think more logically, but that's a long-term, you know, fix. People want short. They want a pill. Wrong. That's what big pharma's doing right now. So anyway, people, Bike Friend Atlanta's here. We're not going anywhere as long as I can help. Going to keep fighting this thing called unsafe streets. Don't care what bicycle advocacy groups, 
all your professionals that are online showing their throwing their weight around and their opinions. I don't care. I really don't. They don't like me. They don't like me. I don't care. I'm still building ghost bikes at the same or faster rate than I was nine years ago. So what they think is working ain't coming close. They're going to wait 20 or 30 more years. They've made all their salaries off of telling you what's going to happen and what, what works. Good luck with that. Good luck. I'll still be building ghost bikes, sadly, and I'll still be on the side of all the families that lost someone. And one day, we are going to stand up and make big you know, politicians answer to what they've been doing. And you're going to find out they haven't been doing anything but taking money from funding and paying their salaries. That's my opinion. Sorry if it offends somebody. It really am. I'll talk to you anytime you would like. Got open invitation onto this podcast. Uh, we can do a podcast together. Any of the bicycle advocacy groups or professionals out there that know what they're talking about, please call me. I'm only speaking for these 75 plus ghost bike members. I know we're not a big number, but we're growing and you're bike lanes and you know protected bike lanes ain't working because you got more cars on the road and more idiots driving the cars so until you get some of them off the road we ain't getting safer hope y'all have a great day hope life treats you well remember save something for a rainy day because god didn't promise you a primrose path get up from all your bumps and bruises try to make tomorrow better that's all we can do, people. Help each other get better and make hopefully leave this place a little bit nicer and safer than when I found it. Hope y'all have a great day. Till the next podcast, this is Dave Matthews signing off from Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. You can always get a hold of us at Bikes, Burpees, Backhands at, at gmail.com. Have a great day. Uh, today I am going to, in a few minutes, as soon as I get through with this podcast, I think I'm going to go jump in London and probably do the, uh, probably the greater London loop, a little 13 mile, 800 foot climb. Um, I am about 70, uh, almost 80% done with my Everesting, my first Everesting on there. That'll be kind of fun to finish. I am a level 12 on Zwift, which one day very soon in the next week or so, hopefully my boys, I'm going to give a a shout out to my boys uh, over there at Kirk Kinetic, Mr. Scott Sherman, uh, I talked to him extensively, hope his, uh, his little baby is doing well after being born about a week or so ago. Um, he's back in action on the Kinetic scene, the customer service. Uh, I'm going to get out there, Scott, and try out. Uh, the uh, fixes you had for my my free hub. Uh, hopefully, I get my spinning going. So I get ready to do my uh, the tour of the uh, what does Zwift call it? The tour of the. All right, I'm gonna thumb through my notes here. I think it's called. Oh, there it is. Tour of Fire and Ice. It's a 15.6 mile ride. 3,800 feet of climbing. Uh, that's about a quarter of the six-gap century. Um, 
in literally, you know, 15.6 miles. Basically, what you're doing is you're riding out to the base of Alpe d'Huez or Alpe du Zwift, as they call it. And then you're going up about 3,100 feet of climbing in the Alpe du Zwift. Uh, I'm going to take a lot of pictures. Uh, hopefully do a group meet up and ride on that. Not sure too many people want to do that kind of climbing, but hey, I know my boy over there. I'm going to give a shout out to Mad Max McAllister over there. He's in, I think, an Alpharetta area of Atlanta. He's doing a ride, I think, next Tuesday evening at like 7.30. You want to ride with him, go on Zwift, find Max McAllister, friend him. He'll invite you. He does want you to ride. So do I. But uh, I'll probably be doing mine more in the morning time, maybe on a Tuesday or a Thursday. So give Max a, a shout out if you're on there. Um, after that, uh, a couple of things on the forefront. I'm going to give a shout out to my some of my tennis kids. Uh, we are. Uh, Bike Friendly is going to print out some uh, Bike Friendly ATL sweatsuits this year. Uh, I'm going to post a picture on the Bike Friendly. I'm going to start doing everything through the Bike Friendly ATL uh, .org website and then sharing it from there to Facebook and Instagram. There will be you know links back and forth uh, so that you can see a lot of all that goes on. Everything at Bike Friendly is uh, not a, it is a business. Basically, the proceed, all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds at Bike Friendly ATL goes back to the cause. It, none of it goes for salaries, hourly wages. It will go for expenses like uh, gas to go uh, place ghost bikes, uh, paint. Home Depot is very good. Give a shout out to our friends at Home Depot. Came up with $300 towards paint and chains and stuff like that. Uh, we are set for a couple of months, probably six or hopefully six. Hopefully I don't have to do any ghost bikes this year, but I already got to do uh, one I know um, here in Atlanta over in Camelton Road. So my heart goes out to that family. I will be visiting over there very soon. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then from there, uh, we are do doing sweatsuits. Shout out to my... Uh, kids in the um, uh, BCP Tennis up at Buford City Park uh, run by DMTA Tennis. We're going to do a bike-friendly sponsored sweatsuit this year. Uh, we're going to have joggers, which is a new one for me. Uh, got brought to that attention that we do joggers by my kids up there. That would be um, uh, James, Miller, uh, Kendall, Alicia, Taylor, uh, Caroline, I'm just thinking Ryan, um, I'm probably forgetting somebody in there, um, mm, mm, mm. but anyway, all my kids, oh, uh, Brooklyn, um, I think I got everybody there, uh, they uh, said they wanted joggers this year, they're going to be on the Bike Friendly Atlanta website, um, the pants will probably be a darker color because everybody likes something darker, like a dark gray or a black or navy blue, something like that on the on your bottom so that when you sit down, it doesn't come up looking smudgy all the time on your rear end. A little bit harder to show dirt on a dark surface. So we'll come up with something like that with a BFA on the leg and then on the jacket. 
uh, going to be uh, obviously a bike-friendly optic yellow or high-vis yellow with uh, the three-foot law or distracted driving on the back and a bike-friendly logo on the front. You'll be able to get those on the in the online store for minimal cost, trying to just raise the cost, uh, get the mission out there, get people seeing it, uh, joining in. Please like and share as much of the information on your Facebook and Instagram account that you can. The more people out there that get a hold of it, that acknowledge it, that join it, the better. The bigger our numbers get, the more our politicians have to listen. That is the goal of Bike Friendly Atlanta. One day the politicians are going to look up and we're going to have 50,000 followers and I am going to, I guess, or I'll even, I'll, I'll definitely give the floor to one of our fallen friends, family members, to step in front of some of these politicians sometimes and grab them by the throat and, and just tell them that the white paint and the curbs that you can put down are not going to stop the killing until you start enforcing some of the laws, i.e. the three-foot law, i.e. the distracted driving laws that I see people doing every day. You have a cyclist goes down and nobody is cited for a three-foot law citation. They think that's, well, that's not needed. What do you mean it's not needed? It's obvious. So just give it and let people learn that the three-foot law is in effect. It is a citation when you hit a cyclist, you have infracted on a three-foot law, passing law. So give them the citation. I guarantee you Facebook will light up when somebody gets one of those citations that, hey, it actually does cost me a couple hundred dollars and a point or so on my license because I am putting somebody else's life in danger. It is worth the ticket. I don't know why our law enforcement officers don't use that citation more frequently because it happens almost every day somewhere. Um, we have videos of people buzzing cyclists. Cyclists now are riding almost all the time exclusively with video going on front and back of their bikes. So when you decide to show your anger towards a cyclist because they're slowing you down and you're already late, that's your problem. You should not have been late to start with. Don't put somebody else's life in danger. Please, put the phones down. If you're late, you're late. Don't put yourself and somebody else's life in danger. Um, so I thank my tennis team. We are going to do some sweatsuits. Last on the, on the list. Good morning. This is Dave Matthews, your host of Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. With your latest editions of bikes, burpees, and backhands uh, from the world of cycling, ag bicycle advocacy, uh, tennis, pickleball, and fitness. We hope we are answering some of your questions. That is the whole design and idea behind this podcast is to get information out there so that you, the uh, people that are playing the sports can be better educated. Uh, we're going to dive into uh, several topics today. Uh, first and foremost, if you are uh, wondering what the main thrust of what I do uh, besides teaching tennis, which I've been doing for well over, oh my gosh, probably over 40 years, um, 
here in the East Atlanta. Been around the the globe teaching, but uh, mostly here in the East Atlanta area. Very competitive market. Um, the main thrust on my plate from day to day, aside from teaching tennis and helping young people uh, get to be as good of a one person as they can be and be a tennis player or athlete as they can be, uh, is also getting our roads safer. That is for everybody. Uh, don't misunderstand me. I am a bicyclist. Uh, I use it as a cross train. It's a great way to not put the pounding on your knees and back uh, that tennis and running and things like that um, you know can do. Um, you know I've been a big uh, I guess watcher uh, or admirer or learner from the athletic uh, side of life itself. Uh, when orthopedic surgeons go in and repair knees, the first thing they do is get you up, start you walking, and get you on a bicycle. My thought 40, 40 or so years ago was, how come we wait to have a knee injury before we get on a bicycle? Why don't we get on a bicycle and try to prevent a knee injury? Does that make that happen automatically? No. But I have learned that cycling does build the quad and the hamstring muscles above the knees, uh, it is also one of the biggest um, abusers. <laughs> That's a funny word to use in this context. It is a <clears throat> excuse me. It is one of the biggest abusers of calories that you can find. In other words, <clears throat> cycling without the pounding on the knees and the back will pound the calories down faster or just as fast as any other exercise. Um, that is that's common knowledge in the athletic endeavors. It's kind of funny too. You look over there in the, all the college scenes and all the college games and stuff like that and you know football games and basketball games and what do you always kind of don't ever get to see in the forefront, but in the background, you see some athlete over there on an exercise bike, you know, spinning some some loops on a exercise bike to either cool down their muscles or to get their muscles going, ready to go into action. So why don't we do that a little more often? But anyway, aside from that, I am a bicycle advocate. I do it free. I don't take income from my nonprofit at all. Uh, I work sparingly in my spare time to get ghost bikes placed for these fallen friends. I'm behind right now on a couple of scooters and a couple of bikes. They will get put out. Um, I get calls from as far away as um, Michigan, uh, Miami. Uh, I just got a message yesterday from a young man down in Miami who was was a reporter in the uh, Columbus, Georgia, Phoenix City, by city area for a while. Um, and uh, he is now in Miami and he saw a tragic um, happening occurrence down there in the Miami area. He tagged me in it and I really appreciate it. Uh, my heart really sinks when I see things with, you know, people abusing guns and cars and things like that uh can you abuse a bicycle yeah you, you know i saw an article today and the bike commuters of atlanta 
talking about cyclists running stop signs or going through stop signs. Well, I understand that. I, I don't agree with it. I know it happens. Uh, have I rolled through a stop sign? And that's a figure of speech. Roll through. I know what's coming left and right and straight ahead before I roll through a stop sign at about five miles an hour. Uh, momentum to a cyclist is very important. It's hard to get. It's easy to lose. You got those brakes. Uh, and you as a cyclist don't want to waste that energy because your forward motion is part of A, your stability, and B, you not wasting energy going from you know 15 miles an hour down to zero and then back up to 15 is hard enough. If you can go down to five and make sure everything's safe, left, right, and straightforward, then you know, they will roll through a stop sign occasionally, especially when you can see, you know, 30, 40, 50 yards either side of a stop sign. Um, is that the safest thing? No. Is it the most effective way of moving traffic if the cyclist is safe? Yes. Uh, bar bar nobody, nobody's opinion. I'm an automobile driver too. Uh, and on the second, you know, side of that, I see automobiles coming to a complete stop about maybe 2% of the time too. So don't throw shade at a cyclist for trying to keep a little momentum and to move traffic forward when all some of you drivers do is get behind a cyclist and the first thing you start doing is tooting your horn and getting up on our rear ends and really causing safe uh unsafe practices of driving and getting along with others on the road. Don't throw shade at a cyclist for going through a stop sign at five miles an hour. When A, a cyclist knows their destiny, if they're wrong, they suffer tremendously. We suffer a lot anyway, even when drivers are wrong and they get caught, our laws and our courts don't do squat. So don't throw shade at a cyclist uh, for supposedly you know rolling a stop sign do some of them run them uh, blatantly absolutely i wish them well their just due is coming sadly i will probably uh i hate to say i'll still be in business because i don't make any money from doing what i do so it ain't a business it's a my business is to uh show the uh innocent people that were taken from this earth show their families and their friends that there's somebody else out there that really cares about their loved one that I know they were treated wrong um, and our court system need to step up and start doing a little more to get some of these irresponsible drivers off the road. You being late for work is not a reason to take everybody else's life and that's everybody in a car, everybody on the road, pedestrians, scooters, doesn't matter. You do not have the right to put other people's lives in danger because you're stupid, got up late, and you just want to, well, I just got to get there. No, you don't. Slow it down. Get there safe. Don't cause anybody else any ripples in their life, and that's the way you should act. So anyway, I'm going to leave that alone now. Moving on, uh, Bike Friendly Atlanta is now in, engaged uh, heavily in the, uh, basically, I'm just trying to stay in better shape, so... I have put myself in line to uh, do this thing called Zwift. It's an online 
uh, interactive cycling app that you connect a smart trainer up to. Any of you out there, any of you followers out there want to uh, get into Zwifting uh, or into a trainer for this winter, uh, I'm not going to use it just for winter. I'm going to use it for riding, adding an extra five or ten miles when I get home from my rides in the morning. Add five or ten more miles on there by Zwifting and it's all good to me. As uh, long as I'm in better shape, that's all I care about. Uh, I don't answer to anybody else's Strava updates and all that stuff. I am on Strava. Uh, you can follow me. I am David Matthews on there uh, on Zwift. I am dot bike friendly ATL. Uh, you can follow me. We do group meetups. Hopefully one day down the road, uh, our boys out at Zwift will allow bike friendly ATL to host a, uh, you know, more of a beginnerish type ride. I do, I do some races on there. They, they have some nice setups on there where I like to push myself a little bit from time to time, but uh, in all honesty, I enjoy just riding with people. So if I can start doing some group meetups, uh, I'm doing group meetups already. If you're interested, make sure you friend me on Zwift on their companion app. And then I'll invite you. The more you ride, you're going to get a free t-shirt. I'm just about in the final design phase of printing up a t-shirt for those who ride with Bike Friendly Atlanta on Zwift. Um, I'll be, be glad to send you, I'll give you a code on that after I ride. You can go on the bikefriendlyatl.org website, order you a free Zwift uh, Ride with BFA t-shirt, and there you go. That'll just help raise awareness. Uh, it'll be have, probably have a three-foot law or distracted driving uh, back on it with the Bike Friendly uh, ATL logo, and uh, that's compliments of Bike Friendly Atlanta. Um, 